I, I had such I flipped my shit because I'm like, well, that can't happen because I didn't want anything serious. I didn't want to get married. I didn't want any of this. And I knew that if I decided to move in with her, that if we moved in together, that was it. That I was going to go the full, this was going to be the girl. This was going to be my wife and the mother of my children. And we were going to do all the things that we're doing now. So I feel like I ate everything right then. So I'm not, I don't, I don't taste the new things because it's all, I've already digested all of it. I think. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Had a hell of a parenting moment last night. At about two in the morning, Harry wakes us up screaming, yelling um, from his room down the hall, mommy, mom, you know, mommy, mommy thing. And we figure that it's a bad dream. So he's calling for mommy, calling for mommy. So what does mommy do? Mommy nudges daddy and daddy gets up because at 2 a.m. daddy is playing the role of mommy this morning. Or no, you're playing, oh, you're being called mommy. I got it. Yeah, so he's asking for mommy, but I I go in there because she nudges me up. And it's it's fine. Um, But as I get, like, because, you know, it's 2 in the morning. I'm, like, asleep, so I'm, like, stumbling up and... And as I get, as I make my way to to his bedroom, his his whining for mommy becomes these these screams, these terrified screams, blood-curdling screams from his room. So I pick up the pace a little bit, and I go in, and I open the door, and he's out of bed standing there. Um, He's, like, silhouetted by his little Spider-Man nightlight, and he's holding his hands out like he's either a surgeon who had just washed their hands and is waiting to be gloved, or a maniac who slaughtered an entire family. So I turn on his lamp, and he is, he's covered in blood, covered in blood. What? His hands, his hands are, he looks like Patrick Bateman. Holy fuck, man. Covered in blood. What the fuck? Screaming his head off. He's got blood smeared all over his face, blood in his hands. His sheets are covered in blood. His uh, pajamas are covered in blood. Was he cutting chicken? No. (laughs) 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 So I called Dana and I said, I need band-aids fast. And she's like, I don't know, Don took it. No. <laughs> so he's standing in the corner of his bedroom at two in the morning, crazed, scared, terrified, covered in blood. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, what the fuck is, go- what the fuck? But I got to be cool because oh, yeah, he's you, terrified. You can't I have panic. To, yeah. 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 You got to be calm. So I go to him and I'm like, Harry, what happened? You know, I give him a hug and. I start moving to the bathroom to like clean him off and into better light so I can see. And he says, my nose is bleeding. So this kid had a nosebleed in the middle of the night. Now, I don't know how long that nosebleed faucet was on. Well, apparently if he was covered in blood, he'd Dude. been, I mean, yeah, that'd been a while. I mean, I've, I used to get nosebleeds when I lived in, the, in Vegas, I would get nosebleeds a lot because, you know, your nose gets dry. Like that's what causes a lot of nosebleeds other than getting punched in the face, you know. So... It's winter, like you know, it gets dry here. But oh my god, I have I've seen some bad nosebleeds. I've never seen a nosebleed that like looks like this. It was it was bad. So I get him in the bathroom and I'm cleaning him off and I'm you know, making the the, the blood stop and it's like 45 minutes before it'll stop. Um Katie comes finally gets up and then she like strips the bed. I recommend I recommend super glue. Oh, okay. Just like shoot it up his nose, just snort it. Hey, I'll tell you what, it worked for my thumb. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, and John and John Wick, right, right, <laughs> right. So, so, yeah. So it was like, I, I cannot imagine how scared he was. 
like the look on his face and just like his well it never body happened shape. before like it, yeah he'd never seen this much blood come out of him and that's yeah that and like to wake up anybody you wake up to it apparently he had a nosebleed at school like while he was taking a nap so i don't know what the fuck he's doing to himself while he's sleeping um but yeah it was a uh it was harrowing there for a second because i you know for that split second i didn't know what the hell had happened other than my son is like i mean seriously patrick bateman covered yeah in, like hannibal lecter after he slaughters the two guards blood on his face it it was bad it was a bad scene but we got him cleaned up that's crazy and then of course you know he comes to bed with us you know for the rest of the night which is leads to another hour of him fucking around with the dogs and wanting to play and and then he finally goes back to sleep but yeah it was a wild night man <laughs> okay so i want to i want to since we're on, I want to back up. Since we started with a, a family story, one of the things uh, I know that off mic you told me the story. So you just mentioned the dogs, and I'm right. pretty sure our right. listeners, our listeners are they know you have a dog, yeah, and they know that you had a foster dog, and then a crazy man took the foster dog, but they don't know about dogs. They all know that you are have another baby on the way. Mm-hmm. We've already talked just briefly about that. Um, so I want to hear. I want to hear again the story about how you now have multiple dogs, and then I want to talk a little bit about because what you know, the hell is wrong if with there's me? Any, well, if there's anything about the ape cast that I can say is a genuine sort of like through line, it has been your early marriage. You're having a kid. She's pregnant with a kid. Now you have a kid, Harry. And and quite frankly, Eddie and Molly and you know, mm-hmm. basically you're you're going from, you know, uh, you know Captain Dave, you know, <laughs> fucking random chicks on his boat to the family man buying his house. So we're starting. You're starting to become Papa Walton. Yeah. So I want to hear how did how did you get now? How did you get multiple dogs? Now we knew about Molly. Tell me about this new. Yeah. Dog. So when we we were fostering Loki. And Loki got adopted by the crazy guy who wanted Katie to come pick him up um, after he fell and out of the shower him. and dress him and take him to the hospital to fix his arm. Yeah. So two weeks passes from that, and uh, things still not are going well with this guy and the dog. The foster organization is involved. They're, it, it all came to, to a head when they wanted to give the dog... It was time for the dog's uh, vaccinations. Uh this guy is a staunch anti-vaxxer and he's like, I will not vaccinate my, no. Um, but they tell him like, you need, we need, it's, we need to come over and give the dogs their vaccinations and it's free. And it's like, this, we'll just come to your house, poke the dog a few times with whatever. And he just hears the word it. vaccination and goes well, completely no. red state. This is what? not, no, it's, it's not about the vaccination. I shouldn't have made that joke. That throws it off. That was too oh, close. Okay. Sorry. Too, it's too close for comfort. No. So they tell him that they're coming over. They need to come over and get him, give the dog his vaccinations. And the owner says, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I, I was not on the, the uh, you know, s- text chain of, of all this or whatever. Katie was. Uh, but he's essentially saying, no, I, you can't come over right now. I'm busy. You come over when I can tell you can come over. You can't just pop in willy-nilly. Like, just being a real fucking weirdo about it. Well, we've so, already established the guy's a little bit of a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, that's, so, that's pretty much standard at this point. They decide at this point that this guy cannot have the dog anymore. He's not letting them get get his vaccinations. He's been very strange in the, the two, very strange in the two weeks that he's had him. So they stage a re-rescue. And this oh, is on God a, damn. This is on a Thursday. Katie and I are about to head up to Michigan for uh, our annual trip we take with her best friend Danny and her family. We go skiing, you know, cross-country skiing and hiking, you know, whatever, and just bum around and go to the breweries in southwestern Michigan. So Katie says, she sends me a text. She goes, when you get out of your meetings, I was on a call. Um, I need to talk to you for five minutes. Okay. So I get done with the meeting, go downstairs. I said, what's up? She goes, we have to rescue Loki back. <laughs> and I said, do we know? When is this happening? She looks, she's like in 20 minutes. <laughs> like, So you had no choice. You, 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 there's no family discussion. You just... Well, this is it. There, this had is what been, do. there had been the family discussion had occurred. It had been we should not have given him away. This was a bad idea. I told you not to bring a, a rescue dog in, a foster dog, because I, 
I, I, I, I'm not strong enough. <laughs> you know, I can't. I'm just, I'm just not. I'm strong. Not strong enough, a man to, to do this. I can do it with a kid. Bring a kid in for three weeks and like, all right, time for you to go. Get the fuck out of here. Quit eating. Yeah, quit exactly. Drinking all my yeah. Topo Chico. Um, but a dog, I just you know. So, I said, all right, what's happening? She goes like, well, and she tells the story that I just told you. I was like, okay. So she goes. The guy lives in Logan Square, which is like the next neighborhood over from us back down Milwaukee so not too far she drives over there she parks like a block away the foster organization goes with the police oh shit because this guy has also threatened to call the police on the the, the foster rescue organization if they come over it's just a it's a bad situation so yeah this guy was a bad yeah bad fit for they get like Loki. any company they get Loki and they give him to Katie and they're like can you take care of him she's like yes we can but we're not giving him back and they're like that's fine he's yours we'll do the paperwork later let's just get the dog out of here so katie comes home with loki we throw shit in the car to go up to michigan pick harry up at school harry gets in the car sees loki in the car bursts into laughter and goes oh my god loki i love you so much so like everybody's back together again but here's the thing Loki comes back to us and he is skin and bones. And he's got guy's this, not been feeding him. He's yeah. got this mark on his face like he'd been muzzled or hurt or something. Uh, he's got a bladder infection. So we don't know like oh, what Jesus Christ. The fuck this dog has been going through for the last two weeks. But he's in perfectly happy spirits spirits. He's he doesn't seem like emotionally damaged or screwed or anyway. So he's now our dog and his name is we've changed his name. We've given him a proper Christian name. It is Samuel Maxwell Himmel. So we, we call him Sammy. And, uh, yeah, we've got two dogs now. And, uh, and a second child coming. And a second child coming. We have rolled up all the rugs in the house because I've got a house train a puppy. And he's, yeah. he's a big boy. And his house turds are remarkable. They're, they're remarkable. He's going to be like 50, 60 pounds. Like, that's a... This is a dog, yeah. It's not a, yeah, it's not a big... He's not a Great Dane, but like, that's... No, but that's, that's, a, that's a sizable dog. It's a sizable yeah, dog, especially sizable when you have dog. another dog already in the house. Well, they get a figure... And a four-year-old. And how big is the dog? Is it going to be a strain to pick the dog up? Yes. 60 pounds is, uh, for, a, for a dog is, is a good... That's a, that's a clip. I mean, I picked him up. He's like 25 now. I picked him up the other day and like... It was like hard work, not because he's twenty five pounds, but because he's twenty five pounds. Because he's squirmy. And yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's like, yeah. But that's so crazy. All right. So I mean, look, there's so there's a lot of there's a lot of shit in the house, but there's a lot of love in the house. Yeah. Too. There's a lot of shit and a lot of love, and and so how do you feel? Because you've got when when's the the new baby due? July twenty eighth. Okay, so really, um, by the time you get to August, let's just assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either the baby's early or late, but we can pretty much guarantee sometime mid-August, you're 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 done. I'm done. I mean, you just you just wrote a piece for the ape, which doesn't happen very often. So I'm always so thrilled to see that. <laughs> um, I was I was quite thrilled, and it was a good piece. But it's all about a break. It's about breaking up. Yeah. And and it, it like the you know I found the love of my life. I tried to convince her, but. You're not, there's no definitive, but there's not going to be a breakup in my marriage. Pretty much, David, <laughs> pretty much you're fucked. If you get to that, I want to break up, yeah. you've got to wait until uh, both dogs die and the children leave before yeah. you're really kind of I allowed. I mean, you could go ahead and leave your whole family, but if, if you do that, and this is just, you know, this like, here is an addition to the breakup advice that you gave. Yeah. You just you just smile, and you know all the both kids are sitting there, and your wife is sitting there, and the dogs are frolicking, and you say, "Hey, I'm gonna run out and go get some cigarettes." Yeah. And then you get on a plane and you fly to Las Vegas. Now, don't tell Dana because she'll she'll clip your nuts. She'll but, out, yeah. But we'll get you know we'll just like the unlike the Tinder swindler. I don't know if you watched the Tinder swindler swindler yet on Netflix. Yeah, I started it and then Katie finished it. Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah. Un, un, unlike him, um, uh, you will have to get the full facial uh, 
plastic surgery. Yeah. But uh, he couldn't get it because the guy said, no, we only do that to criminals or something. Yeah, that right. Fact. It was a funny line. It was a funny line. Um, no, I mean, look, if I... So what's it like becoming Papa Walton? There's a line in this, this great film. I think you've seen it. Um, it's called Cocktail. I have. <laughs> so it's Brian Brown... Uh, Tom, for those Thomas for Cruz. those listening, if you haven't listened the full body, um, <laughs> David has uh, a hard on. He he really does on some level. I think legitimately believe that Cocktail is a great film. It's Tom Cruise. It's Elizabeth Shue. It's Brian Brown. It's uh, what's her name? The hot chick uh, Kelly. Oh uh, no. Uh, Lynch, Kelly Lynch. Oh yes, you're right. Kelly Lynch isn't it? Okay, um, it's but Kelly also Lynch. So is yeah. um. Ah, shit. Who is the woman? Gina Gershon. There it is. Gina Gershon. Oh, yeah, yeah, well. yeah. She, yeah. Yeah, she's on it as well. Yeah. So he thinks this is like a legitimately like excellent film. Like this is high, which is why he'll never, he'll never be a guest on I Like to Watch podcast because oh, shit. he doesn't want to hear me and Donnie talk about that film. I do. It, it would be too painful. I do All right, we'll hear do it. it. Yeah. All right, then we'll have you on as a guest. And uh, I've watched it recently, and I'll it. Uh, it's not a great film, but it's a great. No, film. it's really it's 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 a fine movie. Well, I, I, and I just want to deviate real quickly. Is like for and this is a plug for I like to watch podcast. Uh, Donnie and I, what we've what we're discovering. Somebody put in a review. It's get, definitely got that Chicago's Tribune versus Chicago Sun Times vibe. Yeah, and it's. I'll introduce like some of the films we've done. He he picked Heat. We both liked Heat. Um, I picked Alien. We both liked Alien. Um, in a couple weeks, it'll be Stripes. We both like Stripes. But the movies that I sometimes the movies I pick, man, he really fucking hates. He really hated Pities from Heaven with Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters. He I really mean, hated yeah. Her- He really hated Harold Maude with Bud mm, Court and yeah. uh, you know I mean. It's like, so the movies I pick, he really is, he does. He gets this look on his face when we're, call, when we're talking like, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> and I'm like, these are great films. So it's a very interesting, uh, interesting uh, thing. So yeah, at some point we're going to have you on and we will do cocktail. I guarantee it. So the line so anyway. is when, when Thomas, uh, Thomas Cruz's character... Learns that Elizabeth Shue's character is pregnant. He goes to see his uncle. Did you call Kabara. him Thomas Cruz? Thomas Cruz. Okay. It's Tom Cruise. That's uh, also Thomas Cruz. No, Thomas is his not His mother his calls name. him Thomas. I'm going to call him Thomas. Really? Have you met his mother? Have you ever heard his mother oh, talk yeah. about him? Yeah. Is I haven't told stage, you how we're family his... friends with the Cruises. Do you not you know this? So Shut up. Of... You don't know this story? You're so full of shit. You're so, so full of shit. But he goes to his uncle, the bartender, and they're talking, and uh, the bart- his uncle says, see, all things in life, they just sort of happen. One day you wake up, and you got a wife and kids, and you look over and you say, how did that happen? They weren't there the last time I looked. And that's kind of how all of this feels becoming Papa Walton. Like, it's just this... It just keeps happening. Like, I... I wasn't going to date again or get married, and I dated and got married. Then it was, we've got a kid. Then, you know, the, Katie got pregnant pretty quickly because of all the hot fucking weird. <laughs> Shut up, David. You know, and, then, and then we buy, and it just like, it just happens. It just keeps rolling along. It's the old man river of life. I, so what does it feel like? I don't, I, it feels like I want to be 21 again. Well, that hasn't changed but, since but that's not I because, met you. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's... it's. <sighs> We've been friends five, six years. Rory's been a friend with, friend of you since like you were born, and he'll say the same thing. You you are stuck in a, in, a, in, a, in a bizarre nostalgia porn of what it was like when you were in fucking college, and you can't seem... Like, Dana can't let go of, of, of past breakups. Yeah. Like... 
I mean, she lives she lives her trauma from past breakups like it happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and, and this is not just breakups, but it's like teachers that were shitty to her, things that her mom said to her. I mean, she just is. It's like very present. My, you know, th- that was one of the things about your breakup thing that I I didn't agree with almost any of your. Of course not. Thing like like being drunk and sulking. No, I've been divorced twice, and and there's really only one. I do like the video games. I've done that before. But no, you get rid of all the pictures. You get rid of everything that could possibly remind you of that person. You erase them from your life. So my nostalgia is for like last week, but not for when I was gone. Yeah. You have always wanted to perpetually be 21. So that didn't change. Well, but before I was what 21, it was I wanted to be perpetually, you know, 13. I mean, it's just, I don't know. But I, I think what's happening now is that I, I'm realizing or accepting my lot in life. And that lot is... Oh, God, what a sad thing to hear. I know. That I'm 42. I'm going to be 43 soon enough. I'm a dad of two. I'm a homeowner. I've I've got a mortgage and boat costs and kid costs and dog costs and tattoo costs. And I'm now, you know, I got kicked out of my office in the last apartment for Harry. I got kicked out of my office now for the new kid. I'm living in the basement. This is where my office is. Katie was saying, I'm never going to see you again once you're down there. Because, you know, I've got a full shower. You know, there's a shower down here and a, and a toilet. I've got a TV. I've got a couch. There's a bed down here. And my office, like, it's a studio apartment with no kitchen, <laughs> which is right upstairs, you know. It's right upstairs, yeah. Um, so I, so I, I think it just, it, it doesn't feel like any kind of big deal because the big deal I took it all in one bite when Katie asked me to move in with her back in 2013. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Nine years ago? Yeah. Like nine years ago, like now, like it was the spring of 2013. And I, I had such, I flipped my shit. Cause I'm like, well, that can't happen because I didn't want anything serious. I didn't want to get married. I didn't want any of this. And I knew that if I decided to move in with her, that if we moved in together, that was it that I was going to go the full, this was going to be the girl. This was going to be my wife and the mother of my children. And we were going to do all the things that we're doing now. So I feel like I ate everything right then. So I'm not, I don't, I don't taste the new things because it's all, I've already digested all of it. I think. You know, I think that's a lot but that's, of shit. That's a lot I, of shit I, I because I didn't do that with the kid. The kid yeah, freaked me out the first yeah, time around. Yeah, no, no I, yeah, because I don't think that, yeah, the thing about it is I think I think you're doing your best to figure out how you can be in control. And I think you're starting to slowly realize that. Oh, I'm not. And it's a truth. It's a truth that I learned a long time ago. We're not in fucking control. And this isn't just like, oh, okay, you're a dad and you've got dogs. Of this. We're not in control. We're not in control of much. No. The only thing we can control is our reaction to the, the the unspooling zigzag line of life. Yeah, that's all we've got is that yeah you know, is is that we can we can do that. So here's a question I've got because you've got a growing growing home life. Mm-hmm. How do you plan on? Because I know you. Ha- I already know you have not. You've not made any attempt whatsoever um, to do this. But at some point, you're going to have to confront it if you don't want your wife to, like, you know, pull a misery on you and tie you up and hobble your fucking ankles yeah. with a fucking sledgehammer. I would, I would love Is, that kind of attention. How do you balance the work, you know, your work, which is quite extensive, and you're on the road a lot and this kind of stuff, and, and you're growing home life? Because as much as you hate the song... Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're gonna coming home, Dad, I don't know when. We'll get together then, son. Yeah, so that's you gotta you gotta start looking at that. You gotta start looking at that. You know, that song wouldn't wouldn't have been written (laughs) today, because Cat Stevens and his dad would have just jumped on FaceTime. And that That was not Cat Stevens. That was not Cat Stevens. It was Harry Chapin. Wait, what? Shut up. That's Cats a Cat Stevens Harry song. Chapin. No. That is a Harry Chapin what? song. If I'm wrong, I'll be shocked. Oh my god. I'm I'm yep. shocked that I'm wrong. I what? Yep. Oh, that's I'm not even making a joke. I'm this isn't even like a Thomas Cruz kind of thing right now. I'm 
seriously shocked at myself. Yeah, that's yeah, it's Harry Chapin. Sorry. Wow. I feel bad now. I've I owe Cat Stevens an apology. <laughs> Fuck you. Here you owe Harry Chapin an apology. Harry Chapin, that's uh, a great song. Anyway. Yeah. You're going to be living that if you don't start addressing it. And the thing about it is you're talking about how things just happen to you. What you don't, and this is just one of the things I'm throwing out there. I understand you're always kind of looking back to 21, and then once you're my age, you look back to 40. Of course, I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I get that shit. But what's in front of you is a wife. It's two dogs. It's a son. It's going to be another son. You are going to have to be present um, or you're going to be, I mean, you're going to get old and feel great regret. And I don't, as your friend, as someone who loves you and loves Harry and loves Katie, don't know, is it? Sammy. Sammy, Sam, Sammy Hagar. That's how I'm going to remember yep. it, Sammy Hagar. Because um, he's the second best. Not bad. I mean, you know, not well, bad. He was. But, we named him after, uh, but all, no, all kidding aside. No Diamond Dave. Samuel no Alito. Diamond Dave. Sa- so we got Sammy from Samuel Alito. That was Katie's favorite uh, justice. That so was absolutely his... bullshit because she would she would never even speak Alito's ma- name out of her mouth. It's the one tattoo she has. She's got his face <laughs> on, on her on her left like the, on her left side boob, which makes him because he she, was. She's like he, in my. She's heart, like the Roger lefty. Stone. She she's yeah. like the Roger Stone for Sam Alito. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, you're gonna you know so so how are you what what is your perspective on balancing that work life and home life are you even are you even looking at that right now because I'm telling I you you probably it, should I soon. look at it and think about it every single day I mean I I travel a lot well I travel often I don't think it's a lot it's it's often and so far so good I mean Harry misses me I'm gone for you know four or five days at a time at most. Um, It doesn't seem to have an impact yet. Cats in the cradle and okay. the silver spoon. Little boy blue in the man. But like, I won't travel when I'm, like, I'm not going to miss birthdays. I don't know when I, we'll get together then, son. You know we'll have a good time. I'm just, you keep talking. I'm just going to sing this I can't this concentrate with that shit. <laughs> because uh, I hear you making the excuses. I'm no, I'm not making the excuses. I mean, this is what I do. Like, you, you ha- I start, have to travel for work, and I also have to start, be here well, for my family. So I, I'll do it. How do you do that? So just, how do you I, do it? That's, I don't know. I do it. I don't know. We'll see. Like, what's the situation? Is it over his birthday? Well, I can't travel then because I have to be here for his birthday. Is it? I've been gone just for three weeks for straight. I need to be home. No, I mean, like, I don't know. I we cannot plan for these things. That's what we already established. Are you gonna? Be are you gonna let the public schools? Are you gonna let the public school teachers teach him about sex? Because they're doing that apparently in Florida, like from K to three. Um, I. I'm sure they'll teach him something about sex because he'll have sex education in public school. In, in in kindergarten to third grade, really? Okay, that's weird. Oh, in kindergarten to third grade? Oh, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I don't know when sex ed starts now. For me, it was in sixth grade, so I don't know. Yeah, fifth grade, yeah, yeah. I guess, Good fifth up. grade. Mine it wasn't until eighth grade, but I'd already had sex when I was nine, so it didn't matter. Jesus. Uh, I, I'm... The, the, Family's a priority, so, you know. All right, good. That's all I want to hear you say is that your family is your highest priority. That's a good thing. So now here's the last question. Well, my worry isn't about traveling. It's not about being away. It's about being able to write. I mean, you... you, Well, and and you'll find time for that because here's my final question. Why not just buy a fucking RV and live out on the fucking fringes like a fucking, like Hunter S. Thompson or get a motorcycle and just say, fuck it, or get a... Wait, why not just say fuck all this? Get on my boat, Kate. Kate, yeah, okay, fine, boat. Um, and I'm just gonna live here. And Katie, you, you've got, you know, you've got a good job. You're making money in real estate. So uh, why not just uh, throw it all? I mean, not throw the family away, but throw the job away and just be, you know, what what was the, what was the character that uh, Kurt Russell played with? Go Ca- Captain Ron. Captain Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you be Captain Ron? <laughs> I would love to be Captain Ron. I would love to take the boat down to Holbosch, Mexico, and charter uh, sunset cruises and, you know, all that dumb shit. I would love to do that. And then just have the family live, like, in a 
house in Mexico on the on the water, right on the beach. So so so, what prevents you from doing that? Uh, honestly, it's it's the brainwashing of American consumerism and all the shit that you know. You got to have a job, a you know, a good paying job, and and uh, you know, be near your family and. That kind of shit. I think that's honestly wow. I think Appar- that's what it is. Appar- it's- Apparently, that brainwashing didn't work on me at fucking all because I currently um, don't have a job. Um, I'm getting. I'm actually getting some work. I'm, I'm getting some stuff. And Dana and I had a long talk about about that uh, today, and uh, it's all good. But uh, yeah, no job. Live live as, about as far away from my family as I could, and still live in the same country. Yeah, I so, should have done uh, it when I was when I was in my twenties. I really should have. Instead of chasing tail David, to Chicago, David, I should have. I picked up and moved to. Dan and I picked up and moved to, to Las Vegas with no plan whatsoever three years ago. And I'm 56 years old. So but I it's can't never do too that late. With kids. It's, yes, you can. But it's I don't never want to do that with to be kids. captain. And that's the answer I wanted to hear. Because I want him to have some. I like. The idea of changing even his preschool right now gives me hives. Because I'm like, but he's got friendships and he's got a system and he likes his teachers and like he knows, and not that he can't adapt because of course he can adapt. He's not an idiot. Uh, I, you know, th- th- these are the the choices that I make. And yeah, I, all kidding aside, I mean, I don't think Katie would be Katie wouldn't because Katie couldn't do real estate from the road or the sea, and she gets motion sickness. So that's the other thing is. She can't live on a boat or live in an RV. I can't digest milk. She can't sit in a fucking moving car. It's, you know, we're not the strongest people. And now, gang, it's Rorschach of the news. I have been waiting for this moment for two-ish years. Yeah, two years now, give or take. And it played out almost exactly like I thought it would. But I want to hear your thoughts on Jussie Smollett. And his sentencing. I'm thrilled that he got sentenced. I hope he spends his bit of time in jail. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I don't, this thing, I don't think he did, I mean, yeah, he was wrong. He, he created a hoax. Um, it's sort of like, it, it, this, is what I, this is what I'll say about Jesse Smollett. I think Jesse Smollett did not have any idea when he pulled this hoax that it was going to blow up the way it did. I think he was good. He, I think he thought he was going to get some attention in the Chicago media that he was going to get felt sorry for it. He was going to be able to renegotiate his contract. I don't think he thought this was going to be a national story. And again, you know, but it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like the, the, you know, the kid that accidentally, you know, nuts himself with a baseball bat and gets caught on video <laughs> He doesn't expect to become famous for it, but if he does, you know, those are the consequences. I think he lied under oath. I think that's perjury, and I think he should serve. What's he get? What, what did he get? Like he got uh, 150 days four in months? jail, 120 days restitution, $25,000 dollars fine, and then 30 months of felony probation. So okay, and, and I actually, so what's up? That's uh, five months. Yeah. Yeah, five months. Okay, and yeah, I think that's months. and he's not and he's not going to serve the whole five months. But I think yeah, he should spend some time in the clink. He should. Uh, I, I think he should get uh, dinged a little bit financially, and then hopefully, uh, you know. And the thing about it is, in this day and age, uh, he's never going to get past being Jesse Smollett, nope. you know. And so that's going to follow him around for the rest of his life. So the damage's been done. So I feel bad. I actually feel bad for the guy. Because he tried something, he's a very theatrical guy, he tried something theatrical, and it kind of blew up in his face. And all he had was, I'm going to sit and lie. I'm just going to lie and lie and lie and lie. Because what else the fuck are you going to do? So that's what I think about Jesse Smollett. I hope he, I hope he serves his time. Uh, I, I, you know, I hope he gets out in a couple of months and pays all his fines. And I hope he gets work. You know, he's probably going to be like Danny Bonaducci, where he, where he, you know, oh. gets on like the, like the, 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 the fight circuit. I, I really, it will be one of the few Joe Rogans that I will, it, yeah, it'll be one of the very few Joe Rogans that I will listen to is when he interviews Jesse Smollett because I want to, I want to hear that interview. 
Yeah, I just, I love the way that he was screaming, like, I'm innocent, I'm not suicidal. Like, you just, would you stop, like, turning it up? Like, do you need, you need this thing to go away so badly, but he just keeps pouring gas on the fire and farting on matches, and it's like, you you fucking idiot. I mean... Not very... Not very smart, but again, I, that's the thing is I look at him and I think, okay, so if I had decided that I was going to create a racist meme in, in order to get attention and it suddenly blew up in my face and they are threatening to, you know, like the entire Chicago fucking police department want me hung, like with a real noose, not one that he put around right. his own neck. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think maybe the best, I think probably I'd just double down and say, nope, nope, I did not. It was not. I don't know who these guys are. Okay, maybe, okay, you got the evidence against me, but they, they're jealous. Uh, you know, whatever I could do. Yeah. I mean, fucking Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's one of the smartest. I did not have sex. Just deny, fucking deny, deny. I heard I heard a stand-up comic, and I thought this was a very funny thing. It's like, what kind of woman do I want? I want the kind of woman... I, well, he's a black comic, but I want the kind of woman who loves Trump because I can do anything I want. Well, that, who is that other woman? Nope, that's fake news. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I thought that was funny. And, I, you know, I, I, the thing about it is Jesse Smollett, God bless him, I, I, I don't hold any ill will. It didn't affect my life in any way, shape, or form. It's yeah. a tabloid thing. I kind of feel bad. I feel bad for him, honestly. I, I, I honestly say I can feel bad for him. I think he fucked up. I think he's going to serve his time. He's been convicted. And then once he's served his time, you know, that's the, that's that's supposed to be the system. You serve your time, and then you are forgiven. So, you know, I've never seen him act. If he's a good actor and he's in a movie with Thomas Cruz, I'll watch it. All right, the next thing. Uh, Emilio Delgado, does that name ring a bell to you? No. Does Luis from Sesame Street help? Oh, my God, yes. That is such a tragic thing. Yes. Yes, he passed on. So he died, yeah. He died last week at 81 years old from a cancer. I can't remember which kind, but a cancer. Yeah. And and again, I, you know, it's not like it's breaking my heart. The guy lived to 81 years old, and he got to do for his entire Mm -hmm. adult life. He got to work and get paid on the regular for being a character on Sesame Street, mm-hmm. I mean, when well, he was a musician, I, like, he like he did performances, oh, he recorded I, oh, albums, yeah, he, yeah, but yeah, he was, yeah, but yeah, but he 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 lived a life, and and was it you know was it was he Thomas Cruise famous? No, but he was he was he had a job that he felt good about, and he had a life that he and I know he had a family, and he lived a full life, and so yeah. good on you. And 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 uh, I'm pleased that I got to watch some of his early work when I was a child. Yeah, yeah. I was pulling out of the garage, taking Harry to school, and we heard it on on NPR. And then they like ran the story. Um, and I'm driving him to I'm driving Harry to school, and I got a little misty eyed because like I'm just you know okay, like yeah. I mean, you're yeah, right, you like, remember affect, this was your upbringing. But yeah, I mean, this was like my this guy, I, fucking Luis on Sesame. You know, he's Luis. Yeah. So. Uh, today, Harry wanted to watch Sesame Street, and he said, I want to watch the one where um, that man who died is woken up by Oscar. <laughs> so there's like a... So we turn that on, and then Harry's asking me, is that the bed he died in? I'm like, no. Oh, man. Jesus Christ, Harry. Patrick Bateman. No, Harry, but I... But if we go to Washington, D.C., I can show right, you the so bed Lincoln, Lincoln died, died in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was, yeah, it's, uh, 81 years old, which still feels too young. I, I don't know, but yeah, it was, it was a bummer. Emilio Delgado, rest in peace. All right. The next thing, um, Florida's (laughs) fucking Florida, Florida's legislature passing the, what the supporters are calling, it's not officially called this, but the stop the, stop the woke act or stop woke act. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what DeSantis wanted, uh, and yeah. they're also calling it the "Don't Say, don't gay, say gay" bill, uh, right? Yeah, which which is not in the bill. I've read the bill. Um, 
Yeah, the thing that's interesting, and and I will actually I will bring this up because I, I I've actually I'm writing something about this, um, and I think it's interesting about it is in in terms of trying to find a certain because right now it's being used as red meat for the the very very conservative. Uh, uh, there are two things I think are really interesting. Is number one, this is this this has nothing to do with gay. Right. This is well, not an anti-gay bill. This is an anti-trans bill, which is unfortunate because the trans community is very, from what I can see, and again, I'm you know, it doesn't affect my day one way or another. But from what I what I see is that the trans community is very anti-gay. I know nothing um, about like, that. Like like really, really like cishet gay men that won't date. Trans men. I mean, there's there's there there's a lot of the background, like sniping, and so this is really just a, a reaction to stories of, uh, and you know, there's enough stories. It's not like it's like five incidents. This is it's ongoing of early childhood teachers uh, encouraging and openly discussing the concept of gender fluidity with kids mm-hmm. before third grade. Now, it's probably not as bad as is they're saying in, in Florida. Um, and my only, you know, that's that's kind of my perspective. My perspective on it is if, if, if you're going to have teachers, and I mean teachers even in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, that are going to have discussions about a child who is going through... Um, a, a potential trans transition, it is dealing with it. Then I, I'm all about more education rather than less. Yeah. But more education means there is there is a very specific and fine line between legitimate teenage angst, legitimate chemical depression, legitimate you know uh, anxiety disorder, and legitimate body dysmorphia. These are all separate things and if you're a teacher and you've been empowered to have that conversation with a child who says i think i'm trans then you better have the goddamn education to understand the difference because if one of the things we're recording this and today is according again doesn't affect me national detransition day was today oh god (laughs) and it is a ton of I, I saw it online. I was like, holy fuck. It was thousands and thousands, well, maybe not even that many, but a lot of people who had in their in their teenage years transitioned from male to female or from female to male who ultimately decided they fucked up. This was not what Jesus. they wanted. They were wrong. They were wow. told. And so they detransitioned. So this is a really complicated thing. And unfortunately... Florida has decided that they're going to make this sort of a meat and potatoes issue when it comes to Democrats or Republicans. And, and, but I think it's more complicated than that. I don't think parents are wrong to not want their kindergarten through third grade being told anything about sex. I mean, K through three is too fucking early to even be talking about that kind of stuff. I mean, and I, like I said, yeah, I, I mean, was young when I had sex. It's just, I think it's inappropriate. But I don't know. That, and I mean, I'm not a big. I don't know if inappropriate yeah. is the right word. It just, it, I don't like. It's unnecessary. I mean, Harry's not in kindergarten yet, but <coughs> he under, he seems Here's, to understand the concept of death. But I feel like understanding like sex and gender fluidity. Well, that's, as that's, a parent, that's, you, that's your job my, to discuss yeah, with him. Yeah. It's not the teacher's job. And more importantly, and this is a, a whole other thing, but. If the issue is we want to make sure that the that 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 because however you want to place it, whether it's normal or not normal, whether it's uh, frequent or rare, transitioning body dysmorphia and and being born in the wrong body is exceedingly rare. So to make that a regular part in a school system nationwide that is not appropriately teaching children to read and do math, yeah. And understand basic history, we're failing our schools. Our schools are are across the board worse than China's by a long shot. And if what we're saying is it's more important to deal with the possibility, the incredibly rare possibility that a child is born in the wrong 
gendered body and need that kind of thing. If, if what we're saying is that that is more important than basic reading and math, we got something fucking wrong. We got something desperately, desperately wrong. Because if you look at, I was having this conversation not too long ago, is the, the idea that poverty is a good excuse for crime. That people in poverty, well, when you, you know, talking specifically about inner city blacks, that, that when you are in poverty, you, you, you have no other choice to, to live a life of crime, and so you have to give them an excuse. Well, that sounds good, except for that if you look at the poverty in this country and the people who live in poverty, um, 80% don't turn to crime. So right. that argument doesn't that, but the argument that does follow is under education. Yeah, young adults yeah. who can't read and cannot that cannot function have no recourse. So this is not about poverty. This is about education. And so when we're talking about an education bill that targets teachers about dealing with sexual orientation, man, both sides of this issue need to shut the fuck up and focus on the kids learning to read because that is a school counselor's job. The school counselor is the one that's supposed to deal with this, not the classroom teacher. And as a former teacher, that is that is my stance on it. Do I think that I think DeSantis is right? No, I think he's a dick. However, I, I think the trans activists that are pushing the agenda that a second grader has the right to be able to determine whether she or he are a different gender are full of shit and should be stopped. I think that's I think that's just as dick move as DeSantis. Okay. How do you feel about gas? I th- I th- I think that uh, uh, I think I think that the idea that we're going to blame the war on Ukraine for the inflationary on gas is the biggest lie told since the fucking stop to steal. Um, okay. The fact okay. of the matter is, if you the thing is, if you look at if you look if you look at quarterly calls and and I've seen some of these, seen transcripts of things, companies are jacking the price up. Because they can, they have always done it. We act like inflation is some sort of a magical thing. We it's about magic, yeah, yeah. And 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 so How I think the gas company. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Hold on, I've got a chicken. I'll cut its head off and I'll do a dance with a bone in my nose. No, that's not how you deal with inflation. <laughs> the bottom line is the oil companies are gouging the prices because they can, and that's why gasoline is. You know, I mean, I put this in my Substack. It's a we get what, like eight percent of, uh, of oil from Russia or something that ten percent. I think. Is it 10%? I think it's ten percent. Okay. I thought it was less. I than think ten percent. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, but but what I what I think is so funny is there's a picture I saw this meme and I I, I thought it was hysterical. It's uh it's uh oh shit who's Will Smith Will Smith and I am Legend. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of him in I Am Legend. And this is I Am Legend. The world has ended and he's the last man on earth. And in the background, there's a Texaco sign or something. And the prices for gas are the same prices that you can find in California right now. Like $7.56, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, so So I think, uh, I think about gas. If you're the kind of person that really, really, really wanted to have a big fucking truck. Yeah. Good on you. You need to pay $10 a fucking gallon because I got a goddamn Prius and I'm fine. I saw what I thought was a really funny, I think it was on TikTok. Uh, I don't I don't scroll through TikTok. Let's just be clear. I don't scroll through TikTok. I feel like I have to defend myself when I say that. But friends send me the TikTok stuff. I have a TikTok account so I can watch the shit, but I don't sit there and scroll it. And I want to know why I feel the need to defend myself against that. It's weird because who gives a fuck? I, because you anyway. know how I fe- you know how I feel about social media. Maybe that's but... where it is because that's where we land on social media. Yeah. It's like ah oh, fuck this. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So I get sent this TikTok of somebody in California driving past uh, a, a Chevron or whatever it was, and the gas prices on the you know are posted are like seven sixty five seven you know high sevens. Yeah, really high. And the audio on it, <laughs> the audio on it is. Kamala Harris in the phone call she made to Joe Biden when they won the nomination, where she's, "We did it, Joe. We did it. You're oh, gonna be the man. We did." And it's like, first of all, this is not Biden's fault. This is not it, Harris's no. It's not fault, like it, but it's just it's not like just the president has a yeah. button. Yeah, it's not like the president has a big red fucking button on his desk and it says 
raise gas prices right. or lower gas prices. Like, the president has fucking nothing to do with gas prices. That is, the gas companies right. set the prices. Right. So why blame why blame the president for a gas? That's like to me that's the equation of that's the equivalent of like, what the fuck? You're charging me twenty five cents more for a Chipotle burrito? God damn it, Joe Biden! Yeah. It's like what are you a fucking moron? That's yeah. Chipotle that raised the goddamn price. Gas is the same way. Well, unless you know Joe Biden put sanctions on uh, Mexico for this. Or- you know they can't sell cilantro to us, and they have hey, to up the price. The only thing, somebody else. The eh, only whatever. thing I think we got to. The only thing we got to figure out is there's got to be a better way. That like what two months ago, Iran and Saudi Arabia. Oh, we're not going to buy gas from them. They're evil. Well, now Russia is the evil, so we're going to go bang Saudi Arabia and Iran and go. Okay, okay. You know what? We were kidding, man. Can we have some oil? Yeah, it's all horseshit. Maybe, maybe, maybe there should. Maybe there's a great argument here for increased energy independence and a great argument here for increased focus on green energy. I'm just saying, that might be... uh, You know, we might have, you know... Here's our chance. This is our chance. The door's wide the fuck open for that argument, and it can be made so clearly now, not that it will make a difference, but at least... It you, can't the be made. door is wide open and the heat is on. You're letting out all the heat, which is costing me a all the fucking, fucking heat. arm and a leg. Jesus, right? Is that right? So I live in Nevada. The I last live in Nevada, thing, no heat. All right. The last thing this week, the last Horshack, is St. Patrick's Day. You have nothing to say about St. Patrick's Day. I'm Irish. We don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is the ultimate amateur status bullshit where everybody that thinks... And it's also... Let's let's be frank. Let's be fair. If I see one non-Irish person with a goddamn fucking... Like, if I'm, I'm in Nevada. If I go out here and I see some... I, I see a, a Latino man wearing a goddamn shillelagh hat... Mm-hmm. And wearing green and drinking, I'm going to get my motherfucking sombrero and my big curly mustache. Because yeah. it's like, come on, let's not play. If we're going to play the cultural appropriation yep. game, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, come Cinco de Mayo, I'm going to dress up like, uh, you know, uh, Eli Wallach in, uh, yeah. in, the, in the fucking good, bad, and the ugly. And I'm going to have the worst. Mexican accent because he does and that movie is the worst Mexican accent and uh, you know I mean come on the yeah. Chinese New Year I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dress up like uh, uh, Mickey Rooney and fucking breakfast oh Tiffany's. Jesus yeah I mean stop it with this of course, shit I think he was Ultimately, Japanese but okay fine Hiroshima Day whatever oh <laughs> 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 All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is a watch. Uh, you did say this, I think, last week. Severance on Apple Plus. Yeah, yeah, Apple yeah. TV, yeah, absolutely. Um, woof. This, this is It's phenomenal. This it's is Bill, ben Stiller. It's yeah. a lot of fun. This is dark. This is twisted. It's funny it's so well acted like i i just watched yeah, the episode oh, yeah. spoiler alert but where heli tries to kill herself yeah oh yeah it's and so good adam adam scott uh when mark s is coming down the elevator yeah. he's forgot what happened at work uh-huh so when he's yeah. leaving that day and he's all like distraught like he found her and then he, like it clicks in the elevator and he's like normal again and then when he goes back down it clicks and he's like in that panic it's like just the I acting it's, is so. It's such it so a great. fun. Yeah. Well, the thing is, what it reminds me of is it's 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 Ben Stiller sort of uh, channeling Charlie Kaufman. Yes, 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 yes. You 100%. know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, and it's so entertaining and it's so well done and ev- John Turturro is phenomenal. It does and it, have I mean, a very like mid-century modern, yeah, uh, aesthetic to it. So yeah, very Charlie Kaufman. Very um. Well, oh God. What was Spike it? Jones. I, it almost had like a tiny bit of like sleepers. Like, dare I pull a Woody Allen? Oh thing, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of 
It's um, a, it's got that thing. It's very yeah. it's dark and it's really funny and I, I I agree with you. I recommend it last week. I would recommend it again. Patricia Arquette uh, chooses a lot of scenery. But she's but also, I love she's got her the teeth it. for it, so it works out. Yeah, she she you know, she they, well they they're using someone we know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm and I'm actually writing an entire thing. I'll I'll get to this uh this major piece I'm working on uh when I get to my third thing. But my first thing is Disney Plus, watch West Side Story. Um, I really loved it. I saw it with my mom over Christmas. I've watched it again on Disney Plus. It is, it's a you know, I mean, if you if you like West, if you don't like West Side Story um, to begin with, it might leave you a little cold. Yeah. Um, but I think it is. What I think is what I what I find laudable is Kushner and Spielberg did. And, and and the thing is, I don't feel like it was hard. Um, did a lot. They did a lot to change the script and some of the song, the way the song choices are. They didn't add any songs, but you know, it's like they did a lot to say this was made at a time where they were not really paying any kind of real, real respect to the Puerto Rican street gang that is mm-hmm. at the center. You know, it's one of the, one half of the fucking story. They didn't really know how, or they didn't know how to, or whatever it is, and I think they really they really took some time and and created some stuff. And I find it, uh, and I, the performances are great. Rita Moreno's in it. I mean, start to finish, and the kid that plays uh, Riff, he he was in, he's been in a couple other uh, TV shows. That I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. This guy is fucking riveting. I can't take my eyes off of this guy really? on screen. He is fucking so good. He's so goddamn good. And also, he's one of those actors where he's so unusual looking, not in an unpleasant mm-hmm. way, but he's distinct and he's got a really good energy. I just think he's the best part of the movie. He and the woman that plays Anita. I mean, she is... I think she's up for an Academy Award. She's fucking... You cannot... Take your eyes off of these actors mm-hmm. on screen, and Spielberg is a master director, so he really knows how to frame them. I just think they're brilliant, so I, I think it's a really good show. West Side Story, Disney Plus. Okay. My next thing is another watch. Uh, it is Winning Time on HBO Max. Uh, Winning Time: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. It's a Adam McKay uh, series. I don't. I think it's a mini series. I don't think they're doing multiple seasons. I. It yeah, it's a limited. Like it's, it's a limited, limited series. Yeah, yeah. It it's, like a, it's got yeah. its endpoint. John Riley's in it. John C. Riley's in it, and he's great. He's yeah. great in everything. Um, here's the thing about it, though. I've only the only one episode is out right now. So I haven't watched. I've watched that first episode. So yeah, good. It <laughs> feels uneven, and I'm making the recommendation not because um, hey, watch this show that I'm not totally in love with yet. Because we try to make recommendations that are like, here's shit that I really like, but like. I want to see where it goes. Like, I want to see if it gets any better. Because um, it, it just feels really loose and uneven in its tone. And, like, it does the kind of Adam McKay thing where th- they break the fourth wall a lot. John C. Riley's doing that, and other people would do it. And it, it, it just feels kind of messy. And I'm hoping that it focuses in as, as this the was just so you know, on. this. This was the show that broke uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, that, that split their relationship. This was the show. I didn't realize they had split. Oh, yeah. They don't work together anymore. They, don't, they haven't spoken in two years. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they had a real, like a serious falling out, and, and that was a big deal. And so they, haven't, they actually haven't even spoken for two years. And, uh, Over this yeah. show? Some yeah, this show I haven't. They, they, neither one of them are really talking about what the specifics are, but I know that this was the last time. In fact, as I read, I read this. I think it was in Vanity Fair. I read that uh, they started this process, this show, and there were certain things that McKay wanted that Will Ferrell had a problem with, and Will Ferrell just kind of dropped out, and that was sort of like the breakup of that partnership. And wow. So, uh, so I'm interested. Well, you should, uh, and, and this isn't a recommendation, but uh, you should listen to John Stewart's uh, "The Problem with John Stewart" the podcast. Mm-hmm. He has an interview with Adam McKay, 
And uh, what's really interesting about it is I, I, I finally kind of understand why, why I don't like Don't Look Up. Yeah. And why, you know, I think I understand what he was going for because one of the things, one of the stories he tells is that he wanted to make a he wanted to make a movie. This is before the Big Short. He wanted to make a movie all about the the financial crisis. He wanted to make a movie about that fraud, and they decided to make the other guys. And from Adam McKay's perspective, he spent all kinds of time trying to make sure that movie was an allegory for the banking crisis of two thousand and eight. And when people watched it, nobody got it. And if you watch the end credits, it's all about that. But the movie itself, nobody got it. And so he felt like, if I've got to make a movie about stuff that I think is important, I can't make it an allegory. I can't be, I got to punch you in the fucking face with a sledgehammer with my point. Which is why um, Don't Look Up is not that funny and and very punch in the face point. Mm -hmm. But I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. And I will watch. I am going to watch. Uh, uh, what's it called again? I've got it on my up next. Uh, winning, winning time. Winning time. Mm-hmm. My second thing is uh, also a watch. We've got all watches today. Um, this is by the makers on Showtime. It's by the guys that uh, wrote and made Billions, which I like with you know Paul Giamatti. Um, it is Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt, mm-hmm. Kyle Chandler. Uh, Uma Thurman, it is super pumped, the story of Uber and how this guy that created Uber, uh, how he created Uber. And it, the thing I like the most about it is that you, Joseph, I always like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I've I, always, I, I know you don't. Rock everything else. He's Well, no, what I really like about this is that he kind of got into a, a, a thing where he was mostly playing, except for Don Juan, playing uh, good guys. And he is... I mean, he's not evil, but he's kind of evil. He's like the yeah. hyper-capitalist, like, shit-ass. Yeah. And it's really fun watching him chew the scenery. He does a really good job. He's really good at it. Super pumped on Showtime. Okay. And my third and final thing this week is not a watch. It is a listen. Ah. Uh, it's a podcast. It's on Odyssey. It's from Odyssey. Um, I've been listening to it on uh, Spotify. It's called Fly on the Wall with Dana Carvey and David Spade. And oh, oh, I've heard of this. Is it good? It is. It is. Here's why I, I love it so much. Like, Well, there's a couple reasons. Dana Carvey, David Spade, very funny guys. They bring on Chris Rock, uh, John Lovitz. They've got John Hatt. They bring in like all, all their buddies and all these hosts and musical guests that have been on SNL. So there's like backstories and insider baseball type shit. But what's great about it is it's... <laughs> dare I say this it's not unlike what we're doing here on the Apecast it's just like yeah. two friends who bring in their other friends to talk about and just, shit and they make each other laugh and there's the structure is pretty crappy uh, we have better structure than they do because we at least have yeah. six things in Orshak to hold us in place and uh, yeah but like, it's 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 of course very funny it's interesting if you know if you come like I want, I'm listening to the episodes and I'm like I want to go back and just watch all of SNL, like every episode from the beginning to now. Um, but yeah, but the it's like it's the friendship and the camaraderie and like just these guys just fucking around and hanging out with each other is really where the 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 nut is. All right, and that actually leads me. What you just said leads me into my third. It is a watch. Um, Paramount Plus watch Scream, the mm-hmm. 2022 version. Now here's the thing. First of all, I, I really enjoyed Scream. Uh, I enjoyed this last outing. Um, um, you know, and, and I, I, I was watching it and I thought, how amazing that they've managed to make five of exactly the same motherfucking <laughs> movie. And I still find it entertaining because yeah. I watched it and, you know, I still found it entertaining. Not only did I find it entertaining, but I went back and watched all four of the other screams mm. after watching it because, and what I'm writing about is, it reminds me of you said, listen to these guys talk, made you want to go back and watch SNL, is there is this, and you and I are privy to it, this nostalgia porn. Yeah. 
You know, and I'm kind of going back. I'm arguing that 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 the first example in my lifetime of nostalgia porn was Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley because that was in the 70s, but it was about the 50s, right? And so it was like my parents could, you know, and and parents, you know, people my parents' age could watch Happy Days, and that's kind of nostalgia porn. But they've taken it to a new level now, where you have we're going to do a reboot of Star Wars and. The way we get that that you know get that thing is we're going to bring back Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher right. and we're going to do we're going to do Jurassic World and we're going to end the the entire six movies of Jurassic Park into Jurassic World we're going to bring back Laura Dern and Sam Neill and uh, and and, and uh, what's it the Ian McDonald yeah. what, what's that I can't think of the actor's name off to my head I should because he's yeah. the most famous of all of them. Um, you know, and and that's what they do with Scream twenty twenty two is they bring back, you know, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and and David, uh, Arquette. David Arquette, and there is this thing about this, and and there's I think there's got to be a difference between nostalgia porn and fan service, yeah. And so it's just like it's, I'm just kind of fascinated with this. So I'm writing a huge, I mean, it's going to be a huge. I like to watch about nostalgia porn, but. That said, watch Scream 2022 and tell me you, you don't want to go back and watch all the Screams. Now, do I have to see <coughs> Screams 2 through th- 4? Yeah. To understand well, no. this fifth one? No. The, the thing is, it's the same fucking movie okay. uh, over and over and over, which it's like, okay, we're going to have well, a but scene I know that where... There's like character development or relationship development with Nev and Courtney only, and David and... At, Every everything they tell you, you, you know, like it, by the time you it, at the end of th- at the end of two, uh, uh, Gail Weathers and Gail do Weathers, we get married? Yeah, yeah Gail, they get married, and by the time you get to twenty twenty two, they're divorced. Sure, I mean, but you get but that's, they give that's you, real life they, now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, it is, and they give they they give a bit of the backstory when that. But no, it, you know, actually, I don't think you have to. But I'm curious to see if it makes you want to watch the rest of them. Okay. That's the show. Uh, that's it. I'd invite you over to my house, but you have to bring your own uh, poop bags because we need some help. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>